everybody, and welcome to another edition of the One Step Better podcast. I'm your host, Mike Schaefer, and with me today, as always, is uh, Matt Patrick. And uh, really excited to talk to you today about some issues that are always coming up in the business world and what we're dealing with. Today, we're going to talk about some customer feedback type stuff. And so thanks for joining us, uh, whether you're on listening to our podcast or joining us on the YouTube channel. We're really excited that you are taking time out of your precious day to have a conversation or at least listen to us have a conversation about some things that may help you get one step better in your, uh, you're, you're running a business or you're being a key leader in a business. So thank you for joining us. Um, Matt, so one of the things that we're going to hit on today is the idea of customer feedback and, and making sure that we're staying in tune with our customers. And really the idea behind that is anytime we're, anytime, anytime anybody's operating a business, there, there is a, I'm not going to say a tendency, but sometimes we can fall into a trap of thinking that we know best about what's going on and what everything should look like without always involving our customers and what their feedback is. And there's sometimes there's a good time for that. Like if we're trying to be super innovative in what we're doing, then maybe we're, our perspective allows us to think through what the customer may think they want or need before they even realize what they need or think or, or want. But then there's other times that sometimes, I don't know if it's that we get too, too caught up in, in, in the, what we're thinking about, the processes, the systems, the, the product that we're trying to deliver. Sometimes it just doesn't hit home. Our customer yep. base doesn't doesn't like it or doesn't want to purchase it. And so uh, around that, that idea is it's always good on some level in some way to get some feedback from the people that we're selling stuff to. You see that all the time if you're doing online shopping. How many times have you gone to a website and within 10 seconds of being there, you get a pop-up? Would you like to take a survey and you know rate this 1 to 15 or whatever? Or if you go to, I know, you know, if you go to Chili's or Olive Garden where they have those, um, those kiosks, kiosks on, the, on the table and you pay, and as soon as you finish paying, what pops up? Here's a survey. Tell us how we did. And those types of things are, are, are normal in the rhythms of business. But let's talk a little bit about, um, for small businesses out there that may not have that retail front where you can immediately pop something up or online presence, how we can get better feedback from our customers and ways in which we can use that to, um, uh, to better, to better our, our own services or businesses yep. in our, in our uh, offerings. So with that being said, what are some ways here at Patrick Accounting and Works in which we have either sought out customer or client feedback, um, or, we, or how do we use that once we do get it? What are, what's your experience with that over the, the past many years? Um, this is, first of all, it's, I think it's, you know, any service-based business, but any business in general, you've got to be listening to your customers, both on what they're wanting and needing, but also you may be trying to push them or pull them along faster than they're willing to go. You have to make sure your technology is user-friendly as you think it may be. So there's a lot of different areas you need to kind of concern yourself when it comes to customer feedback. It's not just customer service, which is like what I think of as like answering the phone calls and returning phone calls and returning emails. But this is like, are we delivering the products that you think you need right now? But also, are we helping you get to what your, your ultimate goal really is? Um, when I think about feedback, um, we do a couple things. So um, we obviously, we use a couple uh, cool tools. We use Zendesk, I think, is one to provide um, uh, insight into our response times and to our answer rates, how fast and how uh, quickly we can get uh, responses to clients, and how quickly we can do that in a number of touches. So we're we doing it with one touch, two touch, three touch. We've also done a survey, we've done NPS surveys, um, Net Promoter Score survey, which rates you on, hey, are we exceed, would you refer us to uh, 
on a scale of one to 10, rate us on how you would refer us to somebody else. And that gives you some really good insight on how you're doing it from a customer service standpoint. Um, but the best tool we always can do is to literally just have a conversation with your client. You know, get them in an environment where it's, where, where it's win-win. It doesn't have to be where you're selling them something. You're not trying to um, uh, educate them on anything more you're doing. You want to know, truly just ask them some simple questions like, hey, you know, first of all, are we delivering on what we promised? That's number one. You know, what are your ultimate goals and how do we help you get there? But then, you know, what are we not doing that you wish we would? And that, that feedback loop is huge. Um, you can you pick your top five clients that you enjoy working with the best. Just simply have a conversation with them. It could be a five-minute phone call. It could be a lunch. Go have a coffee. Go have, you know, breakfast, whatever it may be. But have the conversations you need to have with the ideal customers you have. You have a list of ideal customers you, you already serve. There's going to be clients that you enjoy working with. There are some clients you may not enjoy working with as much. But getting that feedback loop from them um, on people that you think are, are like other customers you would like to have is critical. And it's really going to help you identify the holes that you may not even be aware of. I, mm -hmm. I always think about it from the standpoint of, we've talked about this before on the podcast, um, the exercises that we do internally with what's working, what's missing, what's broken, and what's confused. And we, we bring our team together. And we just whiteboard those things out. These are the things that over the past quarter, how, you know, whatever our frequency may be, um, what falls into those buckets. And it gives us a helpful understanding of things that we need to work on, things that, um, that are, are going well, even maybe sometimes things that we need to praise others on. And, and feedback is really just, you can do that same exercise and just bring your customers in for it. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have, if you're in a situation where you have repeat business, it's not just maybe a retail shop where somebody's going to walk in off the street and there's no relationship uh, and, and they're, they're, they buy and they're gone. But if you have any type of repeat business, those are great people to just ask them, hey, can, can you help me better serve you? And go through an exercise like that with them because you are going to get a lot better, not maybe not better, but you're going to get a different perspective into what you're doing than you otherwise would have if you're just talking about internal people that are given that same information. I agree. Um, you know, we've done that exercise before. Um, we're members of an organization called Rootworks. They have a GPA scorecard type system where you can rate yourself in a number of areas. They kind of create a little curriculum. Rating yourself is super important from your own perspective, getting multiple people in your team involved. When you actually started talking about that, Mike, I, I immediately thought, hey, you know what? It probably makes sense for us to do this more in our smaller teams first that, you know, maybe it's our administrative team going, hey, what is, what's not as good as it could be in the um, tax season process, what's not as good as it could be in the, you know, inflow or outflow of information from our office? You know, how are we not, you know, what are we doing from an education of our client on the technology side of what we do? You know, all those things, using each, each of our teams as a, a way to do that, get that feedback. But then again, turn around and then now that we have a list of questions to ask our clients to ask that same information from. We can, we can scale those things down and get them to where we know how we're really doing. Because we may think we're doing great at something, but if our clients don't, because they only touch it once a year, then that's not going to be a good answer for anybody. Yeah. And I, I know for, for me, it is, this is what I do day in and day out. There's a rhythm to my, to, to, to my daily cycle that is hard to break out of and see where those holes are, where it, things aren't happening appropriately. I think about it from a client training perspective. Anytime we bring on a new client, they go through a process of, of training that is anywhere between one to three hours, um, even sometimes more than that to get them familiar with our systems, how we work and how we're going to, how, how our relationship is going to look. It's kind of, you know, level setting a little bit. And during that training, 
what I can find myself doing is putting myself on autopilot without, because I do this day in and day out, and I know our stuff so, so well that it just comes out of my mouth without even, and, you know, I'm <laughs> without even really thinking about it. And I project that same level of knowledge and insight onto the client whenever this is the first time that they're looking at something. Yeah. And so whenever you're out there running your business and this is what you do day in and day out, your perspective of what is actually happening and how it's landing with the customer is, is very different. And yeah, I find myself doing the exact same thing. Anytime I'm training, I make things seem, I, in my mind, say, this is easy. This is easy. I've done it a thousand yeah. times. They're looking at it for the first time ever. This shouldn't take more than five seconds. Yeah. It takes me five seconds to even understand what the, the word you're using. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. When I'm watching somebody else use a computer sometimes, like my wife, I always get mad at her. I'm like, why are you reading all this stuff? Don't just, just click. click. Just, just click. Just click. Just click. But it's the same <laughs> logic, right? Our clients, it's perspective. You know, luckily, we've kind of identified this as an issue uh, in our onboarding process for both teams, and we're trying to rectify some of this stuff with education throughout the process, trying to set up a system that allows us to educate people during the path um, to make it where they're more informed when it's time, but also giving them all the tools and skills that they need to get more informed. I think it's the same thing for us is if we get, we get caught up in our routines and we may not think it's a challenge, but it is. You know, I, I've been using the same tech, tax technology for 10 plus years. We've, we've filed, you know, thousand tax returns a year for 10 plus years. But for my new client who's come on board, they don't know what that software even looks like, how they interact with us, how we communicate with them, what our meeting rhythms are. You know, we were talking about, well, I haven't communicated. It's December. I haven't talked to you yet about tax time. You know why? Because in January, you're going to get an automated email from us that says it's time to do its tax time and we're going to do William Organizer. But they don't know that if I don't tell them. And so it's part of that same kind of communication loop. I think that's the, the biggest challenge we face is kind of getting too routine. Yeah. Yeah. W one of the things that we did with that is, is because... In our, in our new client installs, we're, I use that example because that's where it's popped up um, here recently with us. The, the cycle of, of, of installing a client is second nature by a lot of people on our team. And we've implemented some automated um, triggers to, to send out messages to our clients, our new clients, to know, just to inform them of where we're at with stuff. Because there, there was a time in which, hey, we, we met once and we talked for 30 minutes, maybe an hour. And we have everything we need to get to take you from zero to 100% done. And it may take us a couple weeks, and, but we don't need to communicate anymore. So, all right, we talked two weeks ago. We said our, we were, next, yeah. our next meeting is going to be, we're done. Let's, let's move forward. Without thinking on their end, they're over there wondering, all right, is this being worked on? Because I haven't got an update in a week or so. Right. And so we had to set up some, some schedules attached to that because of that exact reason. Absolutely. And we did that because our, in talking with previous customers that we did the, these same type of conversions for, their feedback was, hey, you guys did a really good job with this, and I appreciate that. But there was times in which I felt like I was in the dark and didn't know what was going on. I was anxious. And it was simply because we knew everything was 100% we perfect, ready to go, without any issues. But they didn't. We never closed the loop to go Close back and say, yep. we're good. We're, we're going to be in good shape. Everything's moving along. And just that simple conversation. And it, this is lessons learned. Way. You know, we've been doing this for a while now. And same thing happened on our accounting side, which was a new client came on board. We met with them. Hey, we're going to meet with you in 30 days to go through your first set of financials. And in between, they're like, I hope they have everything. I hope they need it. You know, I hope they get everything they need. Um, I hope they're not waiting on anything from me. Well, we realized that, oh, wait, we, 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 haven't, we have everything we need. 
we're working on it and they don't need to know, but they did need to know because they need to go, Hey, here's where we are right now. Here's what I need you to do. Now you're working on stuff like client training. You can give them training materials before they even get to the first meeting. So they're even, they're not walking into the, that first meeting totally in the dark. You're trying to open their eyes just a little bit, reinforce them, some of the, the habits we want them to have. We can educate them on areas they've not even thought about yet. Um, it's a good opportunity for us. And it, this all came back because of feedback. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, and for, for us, it, it started because we had a new team member that wasn't involved in the daily day, uh, day-to-day stuff that we were doing that came in and saw it and said, hey, I wonder if, and that triggered uh, a cycle of let's actually go ask. And so we went to our customers that were relatively new customers and said, hey, how did you feel in that process? And it was, it was, hey, it was great. I wish I would have, I wish I would have been more, uh, had more updates along the way because I didn't know what was going on. It's like, oh, we had no idea that was an issue. Right. But just from a new person in our environment saying, hey, what do you, like, are you sure about that? We went and asked and we've, we learned, you know what, that's a hole that we had no idea existed. Correct. And I think that, you know, we're not, unlike, we are very much like every other business mm-hmm. in that we get caught up in routines and we assume too much and we don't necessarily put ourselves in our clients, our customers' shoes. And I think it's the same thing. So if you're at a, if you're a restaurant owner and think about how you greet people at the door and how you make sure they have the informed about today's specials or today's meals or what is on the menu or off the menu, anything you guys want to encourage. Um, if you guys have an app for ordering stuff today or checking out, when you tell people about that, how do you educate them? How do you make that process better other than you ask your customers? Obviously, the, the surveys happen very easily you know, on, the, on the automated basis if you're a restaurant, for instance. But let's say you're a lawn care provider. I can tell you, we've recently switched our lawn care provider at my house. I've never been happier. Um, I wish now he would actually ask me, like, hey, you know, are we doing what, what, what I want you to do? I want to praise him. He hasn't reached out. Everything's working great. But I, he, he needs to know what he's doing is working well. And there may be a tweak or two I could suggest, but I mean, rowdy wise, it's, it's the idea of, Hey, getting, closing that feedback loop, it would be, would be huge. Um, you know, it, it really improve things. If our customers are the lifeblood of our business, they're the ones who drive revenue into our, into our organization, then it should be expected that we at some level, listen to what our customers are saying about the services or products that they're getting from us. And far too often we take that for granted a little bit. Hey, they continue to buy from us, therefore they must be okay. Or I haven't heard a complaint, therefore they must be okay. And those two things are not always indicators that everybody is okay. We would want them to be a raving fan, not, not a, just a buyer. Not, not a buyer. Um, you know, one of the things I, I wrote down was just because the client doesn't know they need something yet doesn't mean that you shouldn't be trying to provide it. So, you know, could it be technology, like say it's the app at the end of checkout of a meal? Yeah, that makes your process easier on your part. That's one less step for your, for your server to do. Um, it's easier closeout of the ticket process. It's automatically makes things a little uh, probably more secure for you guys, you know, in the, in the, uh, also safety right now. But if you don't get the close of the loop to that, the, the customer may not care enough to do it. So they just want to pay with however they want. Education is important, but also the it's okay to push them or pull them along in areas that make them uncomfortable, with the goal of educating them on why you're trying to push them or pull them along. Which is really, really important to do whenever you're you're in uh, 
unveiling something different or new that they're not used to. Yeah, Yeah. which was, we saw that at the beginning of COVID in in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. where um, we would, we would still go out to eat um, to, to a restaurant and uh they 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 now have the at the end of the yeah they have the and even i forget which restaurant it was and maybe i shouldn't name them but their expectation was your meal is over you download this app and you use that app to pay and i'm sitting there like am i ever going to get the check because that's new i've never had to do that before and nor do i really desire to download an app yeah i'll pay online all day but i'm not going to download an app to my phone and um and it was, I was left in the dark because right. this was new. I didn't know what was going on. In their world, this is something that their servers have probably experienced a hundred times up before I ever walked in the door. And it was a routine that they've gotten into. Seeing, having the ability to come out of the, the business and look at it from the perspective of somebody new is extremely difficult, but it is extremely important to do on some type of regular frequency because you are going to see things that you wouldn't otherwise see. In yeah, your daily routine. Absolutely. We talk about perspective a lot. We've talked about this on, on the podcast, which is my perspective as an owner versus Mike's as an employee. I, like we said earlier, I think it's the same thing. Your customer's perspective, one of your teammates' perspective, each person in a different role has a different perspective, what they bring to the table, what they're seeing. You know, you may ask a new employee, hey, here's how we onboard a, a client or, or here's how we you know, provide our service, whatever that may be. What do you see is good about that? But what do you see that doesn't make sense to you? Or what can we do better? Asking that feedback from your employees is no different than asking it from a customer. The customer is going to have a different perspective, but it's still information you want to know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to give you one other thing to, to consider. Uh, every, every single company out there, especially if you're a service-based business, you are going through the sales process with a prospect, and at some point they don't buy. For some reason, they decide not to buy from you. Um, maybe right then when they say they're not going to buy is not the time to do this. But maybe a month later or a couple months later, I think it makes sense to go back to that person and say, hey, you know what? You didn't buy services from us, and that's perfectly fine. I'm not trying to come back and sell you, that ser- sell you this service. But what was it about our process that, was, uh, that really kind of pushed you away? Was there anything that we did that you didn't like? And you'll find ways to improve your stuff from that conversation with the people that don't buy from you uh, a, a, lot, a lot easier than the people who do buy from you because they're going to be able to point stuff out. And sometimes they find a little more freedom and, and flexibility to be truthful and honest with you that your buyers don't necessarily have. And uh, you can get a lot of good information just from going back to that person and saying, hey, what, what was it about our process that turned you off that you didn't like? Um, it just helped us get better. Not in a, I'm trying to come back and sell you this way, but in a true curiosity, because the reality is people want to help others yeah. um, to, to a large degree. And if you come at that with the right mindset, the right attitude, they're going to they're gonna tell you things that, that happened that... Uh, that you just had no idea of. That brought to my mind, it's the same thing as doing an exit interview with an with employee who's leaving or a customer that's leaving you in general. And we have a recurring service if they were to leave us, you know, trying to get an exit interview with them, going that with the perspective of a clean mind going, hey, I understand you made a decision. Um, I'd like to understand how we could do things better next time. Yeah. What can we do better? Yeah. It's the same feedback loop. It's the same thing. It's listening, listening for improvement constantly working to get a little bit better every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find for service-based business, it's huge, uh, huge. Mike, tell us about how we use Zendesk today for some of our feedback loop. I like that tool. Yeah. So Zendesk is, is really helpful. I, I find there's two, um, when we talk about customer feedback and getting that information, um, there's kind of two sides to that coin. One, is you can only improve what you measure. If you're not measuring it, it's hard to really improve it. 
Um, if I say, hey, you know what, our customer service isn't great, what does that actually mean? What's not great about it? Is it response time? Is it quality of, of answer? Is it, uh, you know, your people just don't seem competent in what they're saying? Or, you know, what's, what's the actual underlining issue? And so we measured those things so we can get a true pulse of where we're doing well and what we're doing bad. And we do that in two ways. And Zendesk is the tool that we use. It's just a tool. There's nothing fancy or magic about Zendesk specifically. Uh, we find it to be a decent tool to use. But it gives us, it gives us t- those two different sides of, uh, two sides of that coin. One is internal metrics to say, this is how we're uh, speaking with our clients, both in a categorization of what their issues are and how we're resolving it, but it also allows us to track response time. How quickly are we getting to the client? Um, it allows us um, our team insight for training to make sure that we're improving those things. But the other side of that coin, which is really kind of following in line with, with our topic today and from the customer feedback is similar to a lot of those automated functions. Um, we ask for feedback on every interaction that we have with our clients, um, sometimes to a fault, sometimes too much, <laughs> where if you send an email and say, hey, Mike, do I need good? help with do we do good? Z. Do we do good? Do we yeah, do good? it seems like that sometimes. <laughs> and we've had some, some people say, hey, can you stop doing that? And we do. And that's fine. But um, it allows our customers to give us feedback on every, not just how are we doing in general. It is how are we doing with that specific ticket um, or support request that you had. Um, hey, I asked, or you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm the client, I asked about how do I go and view my employees' pay stubs. Well, we're going to ask for feedback. We told you how to do that. Did we do a good job of that? And they tell us yes or no. And they have the ability to, to leave comments. And what we found to be true is about 12% of all of our tickets get surveyed or responded to with feedback. And what it does is it allows us to put metrics behind it to say things like our customer satisfaction is 99%. Um, we can say that we respond to 90% of every email that we get within one hour. We solve those tickets within four hours. And we have true metrics behind that more than just, hey, we're really good at customer satisfaction. That's great. And, and but everybody says that. Let me yep. tell you exactly how we are good at that. Yep. And uh, Zendesk is a great tool for that. Here's what we're measuring. Yep. 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 Because I, in our world, what we find is people care about two things primarily whenever they reach out to us for help. They care that you're going to get me a response quick, not just timely, not just when I need it, but quick, because we deal in a daily deadline type business. It's not getting back to me in 24 hours is not sufficient. It's got to be quick. Um, the second thing is the, the response from our team has to be thorough to answer the question. So along with those lines, we track when was our first response? When did that actually get finally resolved? And how many back and forth did it take to get to that point? Because our goal is to respond to every ticket within one hour and close it within one touch. Meaning we said, hey, this is the instructions to how to get it resolved. And they say, cool, great, we're done. We got it figured out. You know, we're, we're square. That's our goal. And so we measure those things because that's what we want to coach on. That's what we want to see our team improve on. The nice thing about it too is I think it gives us some insight into how we're responding. So you can, you can see and coach on emails. Yeah. So how, how was the answer provided? Was it the information thorough? Did it make sense? Was it logical? Um, you know, that, that's a huge feedback tool as we coach and develop our team. The second one kind of tied to that is we use another product called Gong, which is a recording um, coaching system. It analyzes the, the calls for us and helps us coach on that. But we also can listen to calls to make sure that when a phone call happens or an email happens or we have a Zoom meeting with a customer that we are providing them with the right feedback in the right way and we're teaching them the way we want our system to be, and that allows us to improve, and that's, that's part of that feedback loop, and we're doing it on our apparel team and our sales team. Yeah, absolutely. 
being able to go back and just listen to how are we dealing with our customers? How, what does that interaction look like? And there is a quality component to that. Um, but there's also just a, a, I'll say common sense. Like whenever somebody calls, do we say, hey, how's it going? You doing Good well? Morning. You know, like building rapport. Or is it just simply, hey, how can I help? You yeah. know, because those things matter to us. Those, yeah. We want to deal with people the way that we would like to be dealt with. Yeah. And, and we have relationships with these people. Yeah, it's, these it's people more know. so than just, hey, that's some guy off the street that wants to come in and buy a cupcake. Yep. Um, and even if that, if that was our business, if we were cupcake salesmen, then our team would be expected to provide a quality experience where that, where that interaction is the best interaction that person is going to walk away with for the entire day. Yep. More than just a cupcake. Yep. Right? Amen. And so um, let, me, let me ask you this. So I kind of mentioned the idea that the frequency of feedback or when you're requesting feedback from your, from your customers or your clients really start to, to matter because you don't want to feel like you are pinging them to death. Yep. Um, what is a decent frequency? If, you know, and I know it's different for every industry, but like, is it okay to say after every experience, hey, how do we do? Give us some feedback. Help us out. Or is, is it should be a less frequent? What does that there look like? There may be a frequency there. I, you know, in the ideal world in my mind, this is just off the cuff a little bit. You know, I haven't really thought about this in too much detail except for for a client that we're frequently going back and forth on. So somebody that we have in multiple services, talks to people all the time. I think probably making sure it's not on every single ticket. Would probably be a good idea. <laughs> the only reason we have it on every ticket is because I can't do it at a less frequency. Yeah, it's, it's, if I can, and you're listening, and you know how to make that happen in Zendesk, please reach out because uh, I haven't uh, been able to figure that out. Figure it out, right? But the reality is, if somebody is like, say, they're a new client and they are going through a number of different, or they're adding a number of pieces to the puzzle, and they have lots of questions. Each one of those are going to create a new ticket. Each one's going to create a new. Hey, how do we do? How do we do? How do we do? Yeah, that's not ideal. We understand that, but um, you don't have to answer. Right? It, it won't. It won't keep sending them to you decide to say yes or no. Right. I think, right? It doesn't. Okay. But, you know, likewise, MPS survey, I think doing that on an annual basis at least, if not probably maybe even twice a year would probably be a good idea. Um, you know, uh, I think having that conversation with your top 10 customers on how you're trying to best serve your, you know, your, your team, maybe that's a once a year thing, maybe once every other year, depending on how, how much changes you're making to your systems. You know, probably after you had that feedback conversation with them and they gave you some feedback and then maybe after you've changed some things, have them give you some more feedback of how that worked, you know, continuing to close that loop. Um, I think internally, we kind of ask that what's working, broken, missing, uh, confused question once a quarter. We do that with our leadership meeting, but I think our teams probably should be doing that probably on different pieces of their work, probably at least quarterly or if not more frequent. I think it's something we could do even more. That part internally challenging how we do things and what we can improve upon would be something we could constantly. We could Which really do. ties into our core values. And yeah. so that's a, a yeah. definitely it's a, a easy, bigger it's deal. It's an easy exercise to hit some of our core values, which is how do we keep, how do we keep improving? Yeah. One of the things that I, I did this about 18 months ago, so it hasn't been any time recently, but um, I told every single person on my team, I expect you in this next month, it was a, it was a month-long project, to find 30 minutes where you have to put yourself on do not disturb, unplug, eat from email. You can't be around a computer at all. You need to go get a notebook and go to a Panera or Starbucks or, you know, local coffee shop or whatever. And you have to spend 30 minutes thinking about what are we currently not doing that you think we should be doing? It's the same exercise. The, mm -hmm. And, you know, what are we doing well? What do you think that, that we're struggling with? 
And um, that was like you had to unplug for 30 minutes. You got some really good ideas from that. We got some really good ideas from that. They had some great insight, great feedback, some things that were, yeah, I wish we could do that too, but like we don't have the budget for that. You you can't bring your dog to work. I'm sorry. (laughs) Buy everybody on the team a brand new car. Hey, that's a great idea. I love it. That's a great idea. Um, but there was you guys some pay really, for it. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, everybody's salary is now zero, but we're going to buy everybody a new car. It's great. Right. Um, and so it, they did. They they provided some really good feedback, some really good insight into, mm-hmm. into what we were doing. I think you know it's all about perspective. Uh, we we talk about that a lot. Every person they see things that aren't working as good as they should. Yeah. You know, gotta get the feedback. They're, they're more in the details in a lot in a lot of oh, uh, situations. Oh, for sure. Um, my view my viewpoint's way different than them. Going, you know, we're not we're getting ways seventeen different ways from a customer. Every day, let's see if we can't simplify that some. Yeah. Hey, stop changing software every three weeks. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So here, here's, your, here's your takeaway. If you're out there listening or, or watching our podcast um, on YouTube, here, here's your takeaway. Here's what I want you to, here's how you're going to get started with this. Um, if you have never, never gone down the trail of actually asking your customers for feedback, the first thing is you have to start. You have to, you have to tell yourself this is going to be an okay thing to do. They're not going to freak out. They're Don't not going to get frustrated. They're not going to hate you for asking their opinion. Um, just think about if somebody came to you and said, hey, how do you feel about X, Y, Z? You'd be okay with that. Your customers are too. So here's three questions I want you to ask um, to pick 10 of your top customers, not necessarily top dollar producing customers, even though you could do that. The top 10 that you want to work with, your I, ideal customer, yeah. your ideal client. These are the, the top of the top. Everybody on your team loves them. Um, the, the best customers you have. Three questions. Number one, is there anything that we are not currently doing that, you, uh, that we said we would do? Are we meeting expectations, essentially? Is there anything that we're not doing that we said that we were going to do? And then shut up and listen, right? If you could have this in a conversation, it's going to be better than an email or a survey. Then shut up and listen and let them tell you. And even if they tell you something that you're not doing this and you said you would and you know you didn't say say you were going to do that this isn't the time to fight this isn't the time to argue just shut up and listen right second question is there anything that you wish we did do that we currently do not do is there anything that you wish we would do that we currently do not do you're going to get some some insight and feedback here that is going to possibly bring you down the the path of starting a different revenue line it could be Hey, you know what? I really got, I really wish that if you're a restaurant, I really wish that you guys would put lobster bisque on your menu. Okay, well, let's actually consider that because if 10 of my ideal clients told me that same exact thing, you know what? Maybe there's some truth there. It's weird when you're a barbecue joint to have lobster bisque. But <laughs> hey, you know what? If all my best clients want it, yeah. it, may, it may work out. Um, so, you know, what, what, is there anything that you wish that we did that we're not currently doing? And that last question, what is the most frustrating part of interacting with, uh, with our company? What's the most frustrating part of interacting with our company? And then again, shut up and listen. Let them tell you what it is. What you're going to find is that a lot of people are on, on first pass. They're going to be a little bit hesitant to be open and honest with you. They're going to say, oh, well, you know what? I really enjoy working with your company. There's really not anything that frustrates me. Hey, that's great. I really appreciate that feedback. If there was something that frustrated you, what would it be? Um, you know, what is Because there's always, everybody has room for improvement. Everybody can get one step better. There's always going to be some way that you can, you could do something better. So ask them, what's the most frustrating part of interacting with us? They may need some prompts. Is it, is it, is calling our company okay? Do, do you get treated nicely? Do you get through to the right person? 
Um, do you like our hold music? <laughs> we get feedback on we our get hold good music. and bad feedback on our hold music for sure. <laughs> um, you know, is it is emailing us? Is that working for you? Do you wish there was another way for that to happen? You know, and what you're going to get is insight that you don't currently have because they have a different perspective than you do. They interact with you in a way that is different than the way you interact with your company, and it's going to allow a really good session for you to take back to your leadership team or your your board of directors, whoever your group is to come back and say, hey, here's what I'm hearing out there. Is this a real issue that we need to, to, to look at? Or is this just a kind of a one-off, you know, something that is, uh, is, is, can be thrown away? You're going to get both. You're going to get real issues you need to address, and you're going to get some things that, and it, probably my example is a, yeah. a great one. If I'm a barbecue restaurant and they're asking for lobster bisque, yeah. then uh, that probably can go in the trash. But I just thought of one, you know, we talked about earlier my lawn care service. I thought, you know, if he would give me an opportunity to pay automatically. So I, don't, I get a bill from every month. I don't have to figure out how to pay it and all that stuff. Hey, just can I just set my credit card up on file or something? Yeah. Like that feedback to him maybe go, oh, I didn't know you really wanted that. I have a bunch of customers that want that. Absolutely. Well, now that makes, his, that makes your life easier as a, as, a, yeah. as a company. You don't have to worry about chasing down money and waiting on the check to show up and all that kind of stuff. It's win-win. Yeah. So that's, a, that's something you can think of. And, and not to get too far back into this, but the reality is when we've done this with our customers, we have found revenue that we did not currently have or do not currently have because that client did not know that we offered a service. Correct. Oh, you want that? Well, we actually do that. It's, you know, two bucks uh, ahead yeah. or whatever. Oh, well, great. Let's do that then. And, yeah. and it, it just generated from a conversation. We don't know what they don't know. And unfortunately, we don't do a good enough job always telling people what we do. And they're not always willing to volunteer that information without mm-hmm. being prompted. Yeah. And so if you're out there listening, um, three quick questions that you can ask your customers. Get some good feedback. Take that back to your team. Uh, put it in a, in a brainstorming session to figure out ways that if you need to address those and, and how you're going to do that. And let us know what, what comes out of that. You know, if you have some big insight that you want to share, um, you know, find us on social media. Leave us a comment. Um, you know, go give us a call. Send us an email. We, we want to know what's going on out there. Um, and if you're, if you're listening to us on YouTube, make sure that you're sharing the, the video with your friends. We love to, to get our, our message out there to more people. And if you're on podcast, make sure you click subscribe so that you can never miss an episode of the One Step Better podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Um, and if there's anything we could do to help, please reach out and let us know. Thanks and have a great day. Mm-hmm.